How different are our times? Today, there are more educated people than ever in the history of humankind. Today, there is more greed than ever in the history of humankind. There is more food than ever. There is more starvation than ever. There is more wealth. There is more poverty. There is more religious fanaticism. There is less spirituality. There is more democracy. There is less personal political power. It appears that something is seriously out of sync. There is no shortage of formulas or how-to guides to fix oneself or humankind. In fact, a quick Google search reveals that there are over eight million how-to web sources. So there is no point in adding yet another formula or how-to book or idea to the world. Instead, the focus here is to go in the direction of understanding what a marvelous gift the human body is, and what potentials lie within that body to connect us to a deeper interior world and the cosmic external world. We live in a material world, one in which reason and emotion, fact and fancy, reality and imagination converge and separate to form human experience. This human experience is constrained by an absence our forebears took for granted. We're so embedded in our material view that we have lost touch with the primary, the elementary, the essential energy that has informed human sensibility since the beginning of our time on Earth. That energy, so pervasive, so obvious, so alive to anyone who takes the time to pay attention, we ignore at our peril. In consequence. We are disconnected. We have lost our natural historical and cultural moorings. We have allowed ourselves to believe in a lifeless world, one in which we are merely machines. We are living in chaos. The clear proof of that is everywhere in the media. One of the consequences of outdated ideas is that the philosophy of materialism has reigned supreme. In this view, matter is the only reality. Our having or being an interior consciousness is seen as absurd. Materialism, the belief that the only reality is physical, has contributed significantly to the malaise of our time. As a result, the idea of getting and spending has become ingrained into many people's lives to the extent that having more and more material possessions and money has encouraged the outrageous idea. That, as one recently famous character, Gordon Gecko, in the movie Wall Street, said, "Greed is good," and those who do not hold the values of increasing greed, power, and dominance are seen simply as losers, as if the world of human beings is made up merely of winners and losers. If I do not respect myself, if I do not love myself, if I do not care for my own interior development, I will not respect. Love or care for my fellows, animal and plant life, or the very planet itself. I will own much and have little. I will dominate others and feel empty. I will have power and feel greed. I will be an empty vessel who, as Shakespeare wrote in Macbeth, is but a walking shadow, a poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage and then is heard no more. I will have reached the state of affairs that exists today worldwide. This is the price of missing the obvious presence within which we live. We have conclusive evidence that what we think, what we feel, what we do matters in our personal, social, and communal life. We know that the way we talk to others and ourselves about how we see the world is, to a large extent, what we experience.
so our perceptions and beliefs regarding reality do matter. Since we know that what we think, feel, and do collectively affects other people, plants, and machines, it is by no means a stretch of logic or fact that we affect nature as it affects us. What is outside of human experience is being reflected back to us. Nature is the mirror of human consciousness. Human consciousness is the mirror of nature.